1: I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream.
0: So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the...
1: of yours will be reduced to a burned
0: out cinder. Hello everybody, welcome to podcast, movies, music and gaming. And uh, welcome to today's sode where we'll just go over stuff that we've been up to, watching, playing, touching, smelling. And licking. Um <laughs> so, Dan Dan was just we we're just having a little pre pre chat, pre-cum chat.
1: And Dan was talking about um his record haul that he got. And I, I want to hear more. I was just saying I'm a bit disappointed because um Sam scored a pretty nice slab of vinyl. I'm sure he's gonna <laughs> tell you about it soon. Um and I was really looking forward to a bundle of ten mystery jazz albums that I bought. Mm. On uh, the u k retailer website Zavi. yeah i 've never bought any records from them before, but they 're doing loads of stuff now, often when they 're doing like research for the show um, they 've often got some nice like special editions and reissues of stuff that ties into like movie TV, and video game soundtracks so okay. they're up in their vinyl game anyway, so I saw this retail value two hundred pounds apparently, oh. um, which kind of makes sense because twenty quids about the going retail price now of a vinyl LP. Right. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, uh, pr- if you pre-order it, like back in August or something, 30 quid. Uh, mm-hmm. And you get 10. You don't know what you're getting though. So I assume it's kind of like they've got a deal with a, probably like a distributor and they're going to send you their remainders.
0: Right. Um,
1: but anyway, I was still excited and it turned up. I was like, oh, that box is really bashed in. And I got it, It's like, I was gonna do an unboxing. I did, I recorded an unboxing video. Um, and I was like, You're on the light side. Oh gosh. <laughs> I opened it, one fucking LP. <laughs> what? <laughs> there was one LP in the box. That's so, full. I reckon someone um, probably opened it, went, ah, nine albums, nine jazz albums. Some like fucking little hurt like Hermes delivery boy. Suddenly, oh yeah, I'm really into jazz. <laughs> you reckon? I just it don't look see, like it been opened. Well, the packaging is so flimsy; it can kind of like you can open it and put it back together again.
0: Right? Um, that's fucking
1: shit. Did you complain? Yeah, I've got my replacement bundle uh, on the oh, way. Sorry. Okay, that's good. So, yeah. I'm actually going to have eleven jazz LPs.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. How about that? There's someone out there right now. Clicking their fingers and tapping their toes on your dime. <laughs> Bastard. As he's delivering more parcels. Um, yeah. What's your saying, vinyl? I was saying to Dan, I got the um I had a bit of trouble. I think I said I said this on the podcast last week or whatever, um, with the Mets bundle that I got when I saw them live via YouTube thing, um, which is really good, actually. It's a really good gig. Um, and it's yeah, the vinyl of Atlas spending. Um, Just normal black vinyl, but it's quite nice. It's like embossed or whatever, but um, this is the, this is probably Dan, the first, I've bent it already. This is the first um, vinyl record I've bought for fucking hell years, like probably talking about seven or eight years at least. Um, I thought you were going to say longer. I thought you were going to say since the nineties. Well, I don't think it was since the nineties, but it definitely would have been, uh, yeah, like ages. I can't remember. I actually can't remember the next one, but it, yeah, it could be a decade longer. Um, but yeah, I haven't even got a record player, but I just kind of liked the bundle. So it came with a T-shirt and a cool poster um, and obviously the opportunity to watch the YouTube gig live, which is good. Um,
1: you found your Nirvana uh, LPs, I did, yeah, didn't whole, you? Have you got them at home now?
0: No, I've left them at my mum's um, because I didn't want to take the risk. The thing is, like when we go there with the kids, like the car's just packed up. So if I put them in there that, then it's just going to get smashed or something. So Mm I left it for the moment. It's just sitting there anyway. Um, And also, yeah, when I get a bit of a music room going, which I'm hoping to do, then I can kind of stick them all in there rather than having them hidden away too much. Um, So, yeah, that was interesting. And I guess, yeah, so stuff kind of going on to the the topic at hand. Um, I've watched a fair bit. Um, I saw the Clint Eastwood film, Richard Jewell. Do you know anything about this? Never heard of it. Um, It kind of came and went, but it's about, there was basically in the, I want to say, late 90s, maybe early noughties, um, a bomb went off in a, oh God, it was when the Olympics were in America at some point, Atlanta, I think it was. They had some like entertainment stuff and a bomb went off, but Richard Jewell was the security guard that found it okay. and was able to kind of get people away from the bomb and it was some like horrible nail bomb and all this stuff. Um, and some people died, but yeah, it could have been a lot worse. So he was kind of deemed a hero. Yeah. And then he was a suspect. <laughs> they were like, because he was like obsessed with like law enforcement and all this, and they, he was a bit of a loser, basically. Yeah, They kind of thought he'd done it on purpose for like a bit of attention. And this is basically about that story. Um, and it was okay. It was fine. It was a fairly, like, Sam Rockwell's in it, John Hamm, Olivia Wilde. Um, but it was fairly, like, by the numbers. I mean, that's the kind of thing with Clint Eastwood. It's like, yeah, he's just kind of shooting stuff. Everyone's doing a decent enough job. It's fairly interesting. And then we all go home.
1: So is um, he basically playing Dirty Harry? He's not he's in dirty. it. He's not in it. He's, he's not in it. He's directed. he's directed. He's directed now, isn't he? Yeah, but doesn't really star
0: in anything. Uh, well, he's dead, isn't he now? No, he's not dead. Still going. Oh, it's like ninety-three or something. I don't think he's dead. Um, I saw also a really fucking shit film. Awful. Um, so what if I? Well, I'm going to pitch you it first. All right. So imagine. All right. Imagine it's World War Two. I'm imagining it. Okay. Bunch of soldiers in Nazi occupied France walking around, and they're told to basically um, relieve a uh, group of men who hold up at this beautiful mansion in the middle of France. Relieve right. them? Yes, and they can
1: go. Home. What? Give them executive relief? <laughs> <laughs> we have our orders. <laughs> <laughs> they're not German,
0: they're American. <laughs>
1: Oh, I thought you said they're Nazi soldiers. No, they're in Nazi-occupied France. They're they're the uh, Americans. They're American. People. I was imagining I was I was a Frenchman. No, like the idea. They're put in of... a in a really opulent, uh, <laughs> really opulent house, like stately home. Well, it would have made a better film, probably.
0: But a bunch <laughs> of Americans, they go to this house. They're told to basically look after this house, secure it, and all this stuff. Right until um, until the next batch of people come. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. So anyway, they're in this house and then all this scary, haunting stuff starts going on in this house. Ooh. Right. That's yeah. the premise. Okay. And I saw that on Netflix and I was like, okay, I'm I'm in. It's got war stuff, horror stuff. That's fine. Um, mm. it's not really been done very well before. I was thinking Overlords was the last thing I saw, which was like that, and I fell asleep during that. So it's not not the best indicator. But I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And It's just like terrible acting. Like, the only actor I recognized in it was there was a guy who was like a bit character in Sons of Anarchy, um, mm-hmm. about the biker gang, uh, who's in it, and he's awful, he was an awful actor in that as well. Um, and it was just dire. Like, I don't want to give anything away, but um, uh, I'll tell you what, actually, I, I will give it away because I don't watch I think it. I'm gonna watch it. No, <laughs> no, don't watch it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, um, if you um, if you don't if you want to see it still, which I recommend you don't do, then skip like thirty seconds, or whatever. but Basically, <laughs> um, there was your warning. But basically, it turns out that there's like all these like ghosts or whatever haunting them. Yeah, but you know it's a bit like okay, that but the actual ghost is like it's like a guy in makeup. It just looks so schlocky, looks fucking cheap. And then at the end, you find out that actually they're modern day soldiers and they've been put in a like Assassin's Creed style simulation, computer simulation. Um, (laughs) And that it's supposed to help with their PTSD. They've all like fucking lost their limbs and stuff. And this guy's like, because he's like woken up like Matrix style. yeah. And then they're like, no, you don't get it. Like this really bad thing happened to us in Afghanistan or whatever. And this family cursed us because we watched them die. And you see that whole scene play out in full. And they've cursed us. Now they're in the machine. They're in the computer. And they're like, "Oh no, okay, we'll get you back in." And then it like ends how it how the whole film began. And it's just fucking sounds like a mess. So bad. What was really funny is that Billy Zane's in it. Yeah. For like five minutes at the beginning and five yeah. minutes at the end. And I was like thinking, I wonder how much he got paid to do that. <laughs> um, awful, awful film. Anyway, I saw that. Um, a much better film I saw was um with Matthew McConaughey, which is called White Boy Rick. And it's about um, it's set in the late '80s, and it's about this like 14 year old kid who became Uh like a drug runner, gun smuggler, and he worked for the worked as an informant for like the FBI, I think. Um, And he got put in jail at like 16 or 17 um, for like forever, basically and pretty much for like over 30 years or something. Um, But this is like his story and how. What kind of happened in the, what seemed to be like the most tumultuous two year period ever <laughs> of any teenager's life? Um but That was pretty good. Was like he that. guilty though? He did do it. He did do it. Yeah, but like he was like working for the Feds, yeah. and he was like, I was doing this stuff because you told me to. And all right, he'd basically kind of gone OTT. They were like, never, we never told you to do like this much. And he's like, well, I don't know. You started me off on this, and he's like, Are you gonna back me up? And they're like, mm, no. It's just like, oh, okay, so he's just left out to dry. Um, Yeah, so uh, film-wise, that's what I've watched. I started watching a TV show called To the Lake, um, Uh which is a Russian uh, show about uh, a virus, basically. Very, obviously, COVID-y. And people aren't turning into zombies. They're just, like, kind of dying and being a bit fucked up. But Mm. it's, like, spreading, and it's about this guy who has who's left his old wife and his, who he has a son with and he's shacked up with his new girlfriend, I suppose, and she's got an autistic son. Um, and yeah, and he's just trying to, you know, save everyone, save both his families basically. Um, and it's quite interesting. I quite, I quite enjoyed it because I thought it's quite an interesting dynamic where he's like the dad of both kids and he's just trying to do best for both of them rather than like the loser dad who's gotten off to a new family, which is the kind of stereotype, right? It's like, yeah. Um, he's run off with another woman and he's a fucking dickhead and he doesn't care about, like, they've kind of not done that and just been like, yeah, he's just a dad trying to be a dad to both these kids um, and whatever. Uh, and that was good. So that's what I've been watching. Have you been, what have you been watching? I've talked a lot now. Um,
1: haha. I watched one film, um, but it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Possession Which is a film from 1981 Right um, By a Polish director Who I've not seen any of his work before He's called Andrzej Zulawski Okay Ring any bells? I don't think so Um, He seems to do kind of like Art house Kind of drama um, But he seems to be a guy who kind of like pushes things a bit Like pushes the envelope Right. Um, so I've seen. I think the film he did before this. There's one called like The Devil or something that I think was banned and it was very violent. Um, but I didn't know any of that when I when I watched this. For some reason, it made it onto my list. Probably because I like um, you know films about uh, hauntings and possessions. So, yeah. um, but it's not really about that at all. It, I, I'm still struggling to kind of describe what I saw. I wouldn't read too much about it because it will boil the experience yeah. um but i thought this was a fantastic quite unlike any other film i've ever seen before mm. and elements of things that i've seen before right. um but it really you know it started as a kind of like a, a bit of a melodrama yeah about this guy who um and set it in well i set in that that time frame 1980 um in west berlin right. so everything feels really like grim and that like Cold War kind of fatigue. Um, but he's obviously working like as a spy. Uh, he's British and he's got like a French wife and he's come back from some job and she doesn't want to know about him anymore. So mm. he, it's kind of like their marriage breaking down. Right. Um, but but it's really, everything's obtuse and strange and the dialogue's strained. Um, and then increasingly it becomes some, like, it's got elements of body horror. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some elements of like thriller, all out, all out, um, all out horror. Uh, and really, it's just a very strange and sad film, but yeah, really yeah. creative and unusual. And I, I just thought it was brilliant. I'm gonna watch all of this guy's films now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just looking at his um,
0: filmography, and uh, yeah, I don't, I haven't heard of any of this. I don't think, anyway.
1: Um, it's got Sam Neill in it. Um, oh, really? Who, I'm trying to think of what films I've seen him in, but they're always like mainstream. Jurassic Park. Yeah, he plays kind of like boring, bland characters. Mm. But he can really act. Yeah. He's brilliant in this.
0: I like Sam Neill. Event Horizon as well. There's always a little thing. Jurassic Park and Event Horizon. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. This is a very different type of character and a different performance. It's really visceral. Mm.
0: I have to... Um, have to check it out. The, yeah, it highly Possession? recommended. Yeah, Possession. <sighs> I want to watch all these kind of old horrors. There's, there's so much stuff which I'm just, you know, and then there I am watching, what is it? Ghosts of War, whatever the fuck it was called. Don't <laughs> think I said the title of the film. That's what it was called. Awful. Um, um, I've been cool.
1: continuing my watching of the X-Files as well. Oh, yeah, which bit you so, up to I'm still on series, uh, actually I can't remember what series I was on before. I I'm on, series on, five. I on four, four okay. I've pushed through the event horizon. Um <laughs> The ones I just watched recently were, there was a two-parter called Christmas Carol and Emily. Planning for your next trip? remember that one she basically scully finds out that she she finds a girl and it it turns out it's her daughter yeah um and then by the end of the episode she's dead so it's really quite horrible i vaguely
0: remember yeah
1: um
0: it's it's a good one though if i remember rightly because it's a bit harrowing in the sense of like because that's the baby
1: that the aliens
0: took from her or something weird um, She's an
1: alien hybrid. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's the second part. And the second episode, Emily, was was better because the first one was kind of more about like, they think it's her sister's baby initially. Yes. Yeah, So it's all about, it's kind of like a soul-searching Scully episode, basically. Yeah. And then the next one's more like, okay, now it actually ties into the mythology. Right. Um, and then just before we started this, while I was eating my dinner, Watched another one called Katsungari, which is like the sequel to Pusher. Yes, not as good though. No, No. it was quite. I was a bit disappointed to be honest, but I was thinking about 10 minutes in, I was thinking they can't just be doing Pusher 2. Um, so at least they put a new angle on it. It turns out that he's not the bad guy in it, right? Okay,
0: which
1: was quite cool. I don't
0: remember too much about it. I remember a lot of Pusher, the original one. That was one of my favourite
1: ones, I think. That's really good, yeah. Um, That's the one with Dave Grohl in, isn't it? Fuck off, Dave Grohl, isn't it. Yeah. But I, I always remember thinking, where is he? <laughs> I'd always go like, and Dave Grohl took a cameo in Pusher. Honestly, where is he? And you really have to like, you have to pause it basically, and then he's like a blur in the background. Oh, really? Weird. yeah. I think he, he wanted to be in it, so they got him in there.
0: Shit, just fuck off to the back, Dave. Um, yeah, I just remember there's that last scene, right, where he's sitting opposite Mulder and they're playing like Russian roulette or something like that. Yeah. That's really fucking, I mean, anything with Russian roulette is good anyway, but I just remember specifically watching that and going like, this is this is pure X-Files, like, like high drama, With that touch of like supernatural, like weirdness, that anything could happen, um, kind of thing. Oh man, that's a good one. I might might take it out. Fuck it. Just watch that. Cerulean blue. Yeah, that? that? I remember it's a thing. I remember it's a thing (laughs) with it um in the episode, but I don't remember what its um meaning was. I I won't explain it. it. It Okay, leave it. Yeah, leave it. (laughs) Um Blimey, what else have you been watching? Anything? It's about it really. Yeah. I've listened to um, Rich Keeble's new album. Oh, cool. (laughs) Rich Keeble and the more accomplished musicians, uh, RK Mams, he likes to call them, Um, which uh, I've listened to the first half and I really like it. I mean, I like Richard's stuff anyway, generally, um, uh, just because it's funny as well as, uh, you know, just fairly easy on the ears for the most part. Um, So is this a proper full length uh, album? It is, yeah. So he just goes in and knocks these out, basically. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a really good one. The first track as well, it's like, I'm like, it's actually a bit rocky. It's like, just uh, not just like, because Rich tends to, um, sometimes his stuff gets like quite jangly rock because of his like, he's got quite a deep voice. Um, it's all very like lighthearted and whatever. But that first track, I was like, that's actually a bit rocky. A bit of a bit of rock behind there, like proper rock. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's worth listening. What, what's it called? A oh god, it's um, it's got a ridiculous name. Hold on, one sec. Uh, it's something like it's. Um, I hope here we go. Oh fuck, I've just got it and it's just just missed it. I hope every special day you have is ruined in some way. <laughs> um, which is yeah, he's very full. typical. Um, and one of his uh, I suppose his most uh special ones is about his old landlord who i heard a lot about um during the time of when he was moving flats and he's called it fran you're a cunt (laughs) (laughs) very good uh yeah and you might like this one i fell down the ramp at east croydon station i think this was called (laughs) (laughs) Where can you find
1: this? Is it on, uh, it's on Spotify. Spotify? It's on Spotify,
0: He's got like vinyl and cassettes and shit as well of this. And Whoa. it's actually a really, um, it's a nice cut. Co- I think you'd really like the cover as well. Um, just of the out. Yeah, some of the other of the other songs he's got. <laughs> It's has when It's your when uh, which your own. guessing is about children. Um, <laughs> let's the Let's the heat. And then the heat. on the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> um. the Sorry, I didn't get the advert, a bit of uh, insight into his world of an actor there. Um and then uh yeah, he's he's really loved putting in the brackets. He's got a track called kids, and then in brackets, seems to have it seems to have it so easy. And then in another bracket, these days, end bracket, end bracket. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's good. Check it out. Um so listen to a bit of that. And that's a bit of a plug for him, really, as well, for anyone that's listening. And I've been playing a couple of games. I've been playing, um, I think it's called A Plague's Tale, which is basically Uh about, um, it's a bit of an indie game. And you play, it's like you're in old school France or whatever. Um, I don't even know what you say the era is, but I don't know, Victorian era France or whatever. Mm -hmm. As in like Beauty and the Beast kind of... (laughs) time okay and um yeah basically like you're in this village and uh you're this uh this it's like i don't know like late teenage girl whatever early 20s and um all of a sudden like these rats come in but these rats the way they've kind of animated them is they're like world war Z zombie style there's like tons of them they move like super fast so it's like this sea of rats that kind of come out and um and then you're like oh quick get to the Get home, we need to go home. And you find out that she's got like a little brother who seems to have like some kind of power, but he's been kept under lock and key like his whole life. So she's like, they're like, oh, take your brother. She's like, I thought I'm not supposed to see my brother because he's sick. It's like, don't worry about that now. Just get him out of here. So they go and then this like rival, I don't know, like army or whatever, come in and start killing everyone. So now you're her trying to help and you're with this little kid um, trying to run away from these guys that are trying to find you because the kid's special for some reason. Meanwhile, these rats are killing everyone. And the only way to like battle them, not to get away from them is they don't like light. They stay, they only stay in the dark. Mm -hmm. So you've got these like little puzzle bits where you've got to like stay in the light and like hold a torch and get to A to B without the torch, um, running out or whatever. Um and it's kind of like a stealth kind of thing. But it's uh it's really nice. It's really pretty game, but it's also just got that kind of cool horror element to it. So there's like it's quite cool stuff where like there's uh like a light or a bonfire and there's a guy like dead or whatever, like they're just kinda laying there. And then when you move the light and the rats come back, you see like his entire like where his rest of his body was in the dark, it's just completely fucking like been gone. It's just like a skeleton where they've eaten the um, meat off and yeah, grew some stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's that was, that's been pretty good, actually. I need to keep going with that. But I've been kind of eating up all my time on uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is where you play a Jedi between episodes three and four, basically. So Darth Vader's come about, but um, Luke Skywalker hasn't come into the picture yet. Um, yeah. And it's good. It's really good, actually. It looks good. Feels like Star Wars. Um, and I've really enjoyed playing it. Um, so, yeah, that's it.
1: That's everything that I've watched and done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to... I haven't been listening to that much since last time, which is unusual for me. Mm. I've no basically just been... Exactly. And so I'd I'd set aside this week for jazz. Is maybe jazz time. <laughs> jazz week. I've just been so I've just been sat in silence out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I've been I've been listening to the, the uh well not most recent, um, but a recent Deerhoof album mm-hmm. that came out back in May, I think. Okay. Um, called Future Teenage Cave Artists. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a really cool title. Yeah. So yeah, um, done that. that title. Yeah, the title and the artwork kind of work nicely. To kind of it makes me think of um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, where it's like our civilization's died out, and there's these kind of scrolls that show people being killed by like um, tardy grades and iPhones. Yeah. Um. So. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of the band, but I think over the last, it's made me realize, over the last maybe like 10 years, maybe, I've been enjoying their albums less and less. Mm. Um, I still go and see them. Love love seeing them play live. They're amazing. Um, But yeah, the sound's been getting probably uh, a bit a bit, a bit, more mainstream, a bit more leaning into the poppier side than the noisier side. Okay. And this kind of like basically blows that away. Um, it's nice, super like crunchy, discordant, noisy, dark in places, um, a bit more raw, a bit more lo-fi. Really, really cool. Nice. Really digging it. Cool. Um, What's and it called? Then, the future Teenage Cave Artists? Yeah. Right. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm, um, if feel like a bit of like noise rock. And they followed it up. I think in September they've put out a kind of like companion piece called uh, Love Law, and um, it's it's uh, digital only. Um, it's like a fundraiser, but you can you know go go to their band pay what you want for it, and right. um, uh, I recommend that as well. It's good fun. It's kind of like a mixtape sort of thing, mm. like a mashup, um, but they're playing it. Um, I, think, I think there's five tracks and each track there's like, you know, three or four or five different songs in there. right? And it's all stuff from the fifties through to the eighties. Yeah. And they kind of said, it's meant to be a bit of a reflection on like the optimism of the post-war era. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like, there's some pop in there. There's like classical uh, avant-garde. Yeah. Um, all, TV themes, all kinds of stuff. It's really, really cool. And It's fun just putting it on and like not knowing what's in there, and then you'll be like, "Hang on, is that the theme from Knight Rider?" <laughs> and then they'll like segue into some like, like Voivod, like eighties uh, thrash metal, and and then back to like a bit of like uh, Stravinsky or something. That's so strange. So, um, it's really cool. I really, really uh, think it's nice. I, it's a shame they haven't. Um, our a uh, physical copy. I'd really like to have it on. Mm-hmm. And find it. Something. Yeah. Um, have you been playing any of your Mega Drive anymore? No, I haven't actually. Um, I don't know. I've just been too busy, but I, I'm already, I was just like looking at it. I've got the box. Right. Here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking, hey, when we get down here, I might go and uh, <laughs> spend half an hour playing that. Yeah. Yeah, you should do. But um, what I really want to play
0: mm.
1: It's Bloody Day of the Tentacle. Because yeah. I haven't played it, but I've been reading around it and I watched a bit of, like, a uh, walkthrough online and, and just mm-hmm. the intro. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I want to play that. Yeah. It's good. It's, well, it's good play. Um And, yeah, for people that don't
0: know, that is what our next episode is going to be on, which is uh, Day of the Tentacle. So um I guess that's it for, for us now. And uh, we're going to get into the chats about... uh day of the tent testicles tentacles and um (laughs) and yeah come back on sunday and give it a listen and thank you very much for listening to this and we'll see you next time bye thank you for listening to oddcast movies music and gaming if you want to get in touch with us or get a movie album or game put on our list to discuss then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a podcast at gmail.com this is part of a new winter podcast network so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows you can also follow us on instagram at anewwinter twitter at winter, and you can head on over to our patreon page patreon.com slash anewwinter thanks for listening and see you again soon